When I first started reading tarot, I don't think the idea that I should pray or set the space ever really occurred to me. But when I learned how to open the line between myself and the energy that I wanted to connect to at the beginning of my tarot reading, my entire practice changed, both in deepening of my awareness of myself and my own emotions and tendencies, but also in my ability to use tarot to connect to the other side. You're listening to Brave Rebirth, the podcast where we explore pathways to know ourselves, trust ourselves, and honor ourselves. And I'm your host, Ash Bruxford. Welcome to season three of the Brave Rebirth podcast. I had to take a little break um, due to illness, and actually my grandmother passed away, which was a you know, challenging moment during Pisces season. So I had to go into my cave for a little while, but I am so excited to dive into season three with you. I know it's going to be the best season yet because on this season of Brave Rebirth, we're going to be exploring how to connect to our spiritual guides, spending our time in ways that align with our values and honoring our own seasons and how we tend to move through the year. And also we'll be exploring embodying the intuitive creative channel that you know deep down you are because everyone who's listening to this podcast is absolutely an amazing, beautiful, intuitive, creative channel. I just know that. In this episode, episode one of season three, I'm going to be talking about the four most important steps to creating a deep, meaningful tarot practice that doesn't create anxiety-producing readings. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to call on your guides at the beginning of a tarot reading to set the reading up for success, what you need to focus your questions on and how you need to frame your questions to get the best results, And a very important practice that every beginning tarot reader needs to take some time to do. And then finally, the best way to continue to deepen your tarot practice and become a more confident tarot reader. So if that sounds good to you, then I hope you settle in with a cup of tea or maybe, you know, three to five of your favorite beverages and let's dive in. So like I said at the beginning, when I first started reading tarot, I don't think the idea that I should pray or set space or that I should really do any kind of like ritual ever really occurred to me. And then when it did occur to me, I felt like it needed to be this very, you know, ornate kind of ordeal that I needed to light a bunch of candles and clear the room with maybe some incense or burning some herbs or something like that. And I needed to make it like this very, very sacred thing. And I think for me, what I found is that the best approach maybe lies somewhere between these two ends of the spectrum. One side of the spectrum being just picking up the deck and jumping right in with your questions. And the other side of the spectrum being only using tarot in a very ritualistic way. So I have seen and I've taken classes and learned from tarot readers and channels who use tarot and work at the beginning of their tarot readings all across this spectrum. 
Um, some people are very, very ritualistic and they only really use tarot in this ritual way. And then some of my favorite teachers use tarot as more of a depth psychology tool where they are using it to understand their inner feelings and their inner states and the patterns that they are playing out in their life. And I personally love to use tarot both ways. But in this episode, I'm going to be focusing primarily on the steps that I think you need to take in order to read tarot more as a tool for understanding your emotions and understanding your energy levels. Now that said, I do also use tarot to connect to the other side. And I will be talking about that on this season of Brave Rebirth. Which, to be honest, even saying that, like, makes me a little nervous. I'm excited for this season, but I'm also going to be talking more about channeling and trusting your intuition as a channel than I ever have before. And it's exciting. So basically, what I wanted to just say here is that while each of these steps that I'm sharing with you is really more geared towards reading tarot for, like, a psychology perspective and an energy management perspective, like what I talk about in the Self-Honoring Tarot Spreads ebook, these are still the same foundational steps that you need to take if you wanna use tarot to connect to the other side. So the first step, and this is definitely an important one, no matter how you wanna use tarot, is to call on your guides or the energy that you wanna receive guidance from. And I actually did a whole 30 minute class on this during day one of the four day tarot breakthrough challenge, which the recording of that is available. And I'll mention it probably a million times on this episode, but the link, if you want to watch the recording from the four day tarot breakthrough challenge will be in the show notes of this episode. So calling on your guides at the beginning doesn't have to be like a really complicated thing. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a huge ceremony in the way that we often think about ceremonies right at the beginning. I personally think that some of the most potent and powerful ceremonies are really, really, really simple. Like for example, this morning I had a ceremony with flowers and the ceremony just looked like me spending some time drawing flowers and dancing. And then, you know, once I got my body really warm and had a lot of energy moving around, sitting down to channel some messages from flowers at my altar. And it's not like this very, you know, step-by-step process. It's very intuitive. So the very simple call on my guides that I do at the beginning of every tarot reading is just this. I call on my well ancestors, my guides, my earth guides, my celestial guides, my oceanic guides, the spirits and energies that move with me and walk with me in service of my highest self. And then at the end of that, I do call on a few other specific entities and beings that I work with um, in my own personal practice. But that's the very simple um, call that I make at the beginning of every tarot reading. And during day one of the Tarot Breakthrough Challenge, when I was talking about this, somebody asked a really awesome question, which is, how do you know who your guides are? Can they be people or can they be plants or animals or like what? And also like, how do you know that they are your guides? All right. 
And, you know, obviously I love this question and I'm going to be diving really deep on to this during this season of Brave Rebirth and in all of the offerings that I have coming up. But on Monday, March 27th, I'm actually facilitating a guided connection for you to meet an Earth Ancestor guide inside the free ceremony, um, Earth Ancestor Reunion. And I did this ceremony a year ago. It is by far the most loved and referenced uh, offering I've ever put out there. So many people who came to the ceremony had really profound connections to their ancestors and to their earth guides. And so I would be honored to facilitate that connection to you. Now, this episode is coming out on Monday, so there's a very high likelihood that you will have missed the live ceremony, but that's okay. The recording will be available inside the show notes of this episode and I highly encourage you to watch it in a way it's maybe even nice to do it on your own on your own time when you have you know an hour to lay down in bed and really be present with it. So once you've done your call-in at the beginning of your tarot reading and you've called on your guides, then it's time to start asking your questions. But there's actually one other step, a bonus step you might call it, that needs to happen in between. And this is that you need to verbalize how you're feeling and why you're coming to the tarot. And this is something that I learned from Lindsay Mack, who is one of my favorite tarot teachers I've ever learned from. Um, And making this shift in my tarot practice like really changed my relationship to tarot. And part of the reason why I think this particular step is so powerful is that it removes that sense of urgency that we often have when we're coming to our tarot decks. So often I found that when I am reading tarot and I come to the cards and I'm really, really emotional or I have a lot of like heightened emotion, you know, maybe I'm feeling really anxious about a phone call that happened and I feel like somebody is mad at me or maybe I have... Um, you know, put an offering out into the world and I'm worried that nobody's going to buy it or something like that, you know, all of these kinds of things. Um, And, you know, like my partner sometimes will want me to read tarot for her for like business decisions. And I know before I was with my partner, I would often want to like read tarot about people I was dating or something like that. All right. So a lot of times we come to the tarot and we have this sense of urgency of, I really want to know what's going to happen. I really want to know what somebody's thinking. And what that is, is our brains wanting to escape that emotion our brains wanting to escape the intensity of that emotion. And we think that picking up a tarot deck and pulling a card and getting a specific card is going to help us feel better. And then what happens is we don't get the card that we wanted. We don't get the card that we expected, or we get a card that we're not exactly sure how to interpret in the context of the question that we asked. So when we take that time to verbalize, and if it doesn't feel comfortable to write, to say it out loud, you can think it in your head, or you can write it down. For me, saying it out loud is definitely what works the best. It removes some of the charge 
from that urgent emotion that we have when we first arrive to our tarot deck. And this is also part of what the calling on our guides at the beginning of the reading helps us to do. So once you've done your call on your guides, you verbalize how you're feeling, then it's time to start asking your questions. And for this, my simple recommendation is to focus your questions on the internal rather than the external. So for example, rather than asking, will I get this job? Ask, how will I feel if I get this job? Keeping that power within yourself and not giving your power away to external circumstances and to a deck of cards. Um, and also like, maybe you don't want to get that job. Maybe there's material circumstances that make you want to get this job, but maybe you get a card that is less than desirable. And the purpose of it is to make you realize that, you know, they're lucky. Like the people who are hiring you are lucky to give you the job. So like, how are you going to feel in that job is more important. Um, and then another example would be like, does this person like me? Instead of asking that question, asking questions like, what is this person reflecting back to me about myself? Or maybe even how would I feel? What would being in a relationship with this person feel like in the future? If that's what ends up happening and picking it more on like the energy of like you and this person together. I feel like one of the most powerful questions that I learned from Lindsay Mack is the question of what am I asked to bring my awareness to? And that's a really great question, just like all of the time, you know, and I think particularly with relationships, rather than reading tarot, like about other people's emotions, which I don't recommend. And I get way into that into um, during the first like day or two of the tarot breakthrough challenge. But I don't recommend reading on behalf of other people without their consent is basically the gist of it. So now that you've pulled some cards, it's time to interpret them. And this is the step that obviously gets a little sticky for a lot of people. Um, if you do the first two steps, I think that you'll actually find it a lot easier to interpret the cards that you get. But in order to become better at interpretations in general, I recommend taking some time to take apart a tarot deck and actually look at the smaller stories that exist within the deck. So in day three of the Tarot Breakthrough Challenge, I had a whole hour class where I talked about this process that I recommend you go through and how to break up the cards into different sections and the meanings that I associate with like each of the different suits. But essentially what you want to do is you want to grab your deck and you want to pull out all of the major arcana cards and lay them out in to three lines. So you'll pull the fool out and then it'll be um, like one through seven, eight through 14 and um, 15 through 21. And look at each of those stories and look at the characters. And I explain way more about that in this class. There's specific things, but even if you just take some time to like there's specific things that you might want to be paying special attention to like what each of the lines means but uh, I think even if you just take apart your tarot deck and you just pull out those major cards and lay them out and look at the story that is playing out 
when you put the cards in numerical order, that's going to be so helpful for you. And then I actually recommend pulling each of the suits out and laying them out from ace to ten. So from the ace of wands to the ten of wands, from the ace of swords to the ten of swords. You get the idea. And looking at each of those stories... And then looking at the court cards is kind of a separate thing that is more about like how we're embodying different energy. But what's really helpful about this is when you understand the like storylines that exist within the tarot, it's easier to locate where you're at within that story because you've taken time to actually read the story. You know what I mean? If you just get your deck and you start shuffling and you never took the time to read the story, well, interpreting where you're at in the story is going to be a lot harder, right? Okay. Um, and then finally, step four is to maintain a tarot grimoire and take some time to reflect on your observations. And this is going to help you become a much more confident tarot reader and much more confident in your interpretations because you're not just using other people's interpretations. You really have that like grounded foundational understanding and what each card means to you specifically. And I explain a little bit more about that in day three of the Tarot Breakthrough Challenge and a little bit in day four as well. Although a lot of what I've covered in this episode of this podcast is what I talk about in day four. So you kind of got a head start if you listen to it. So to review the four steps that you need to take in order to really lay that important foundation for creating a deep tarot practice that not only helps you know and understand yourself, but also to connect to the other side and connect to your ancestors using tarot, if that's something that you desire to do. Um, the four steps are one, calling on your guides or the energy that you want to receive guidance from at the beginning of your reading. Number two is focusing your questions on the internal rather than the external. Number three is taking the tarot apart and looking at the smaller stories that exist within the deck. And number four is maintaining a tarot grimoire and taking time to reflect on your observations. So I hope that you enjoyed that. And obviously, if you did, I definitely recommend watching the recording of the four day tarot breakthrough challenge. It's available for free inside the Stelium archives. And if you're not familiar, the Stelium is my free community membership, um, which is basically where all of my free events happen. And there's even a community forum where you can like submit questions and stuff like that too. So if you watch the tarot breakthrough challenge and you feel like, you know, you didn't quite get a concept or something like that, you can drop a question inside the community. And I usually answer questions over the weekend on like Friday and Saturday. And I would also love if you uh, watched the Earth Ancestor reunion, if you're really wanting to deepen your relationship to your ancestors and to your guides, and to really come to know your personal team of spiritual guides, which I feel we all have, then definitely want to watch the recording of that ceremony. And it's a really great little like mini course, actually. And working with your guides using tarot. So I hope that you take advantage and spend some time watching it. I can't wait to come back next week with another episode. And next week's episode is going to be all about 
how to connect to your spiritual guides even more deeply. So if that's something that you're excited to learn more about, I hope that you tune in. And thanks so much for being here, listening to my podcast, and I hope you have an amazing spring.